Welcome to the Design Insights Podcast, a show about uncovering what drives and inspires designers in all creative fields. Your host is Sophia Clark, founder and creative director of Galatea, on a mission to redefine socially conscious luxury. Hi, my name is Sophia Clark, and I am the founder and creative director of Galatea. I curate and design luxury made-to-order furniture and home decor handmade by underrepresented artisans globally using sustainable locally sourced materials. As some of you know, our core collection of furniture and home decor are made-to-order items, which means we do not carry any stock and it is only once an item is purchased that it gets handcrafted by the artisan. Why do we do this? because part of our brand ethos is that our interiors and thus the products that inhabit it should be just as unique and one of a kind as you are. Since there are no two of you in the world, we believe that each piece we sell you should be unique to you. We are able to do this because not only are they handmade with natural materials, but also because they are made once you purchase them. So you have the satisfaction of knowing that piece was meant specifically for you in mind. Another huge component of why we promote made to order is to reduce the amount of waste created. Interior design and the fashion industry are very similar in some regards. They're based on collections and rotating items to continually add variety. We would much rather have each piece individually made for a specific person in mind than having our artisans craft a series of items that would sit in a warehouse and if not purchased, would have to be disposed of. We respect too much our artisans to waste away their craft and throw away materials that were used in their creations. As the popularity of disposable flat pack furniture has risen, so too has the amount of furniture waste. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, the amount of furniture and furnishings taken to a landfill rose from 7.6 million tons in 2005 to 9.69 million tons in 2015 and has drastically increased to 12 million tons by 2020, and it's not even the end of the year yet. As a result, more than 9 million tons of wood, metal, glass, fabric, leather, and foam waste end up in a landfill. Textile waste is by far the fastest growing material category in the entire waste stream. For example, textile waste increased almost 80% since 2000, just on a pure weight basis, whereas the entire overall waste stream only grew 10%. Then if you're looking on a per capita basis, textile waste has increased by 50% per person as compared to 5% increase in the overall waste generation per capita. It just goes to show how quickly textile waste is growing compared to the other components of of our waste stream. Just for comparison, plastics is a distant second on that. There's so much attention, programming, and funding going towards plastic and rightfully deserving of all that attention, but we also need to look at what's happening in textiles. So let's be honest here and talk about both furniture and fashion industry. What happens with an item? 
Well, when an item does not sell, it often gets discounted until it sells at cost. And if it cannot be sold, it often gets donated. However, many donation centers often refuse them because there is a backlog. There's so many donations. This is different for brands. They will not want their brand image to be tarnished and to be competing with their own products marked down at significantly lower prices. Brands are very sensitive about their products showing up at discount and resale shops. Their thoughts are, we've spent all this time and money creating this image that we're an upscale retailer and now suddenly you can buy your products for 20% of the price if you're just prepared to wait long enough and go to a different outlet store. So many companies choose to shred, incinerate, or simply throw away the stuff they can't sell. That may be part of the reason nearly 21 billion pounds of textiles end up in landfills each year. Though a lot of that comes from us as customers. So what is another byproduct of the state of affair? With incineration, there is constant production of greenhouse gases. In 2016, U.S. waste incinerators released the equivalent of 12 million tons of carbon dioxide. So, for the welfare of our planet, Galatea decided to avoid materials such as plastic or to use factories and large machineries, therefore significantly reducing our footprint. Our goal is to reduce our dependency of these techniques and the use of harmful chemicals and highly processed materials in the production of our products. And consequently, it's pernicious impact on the environment and on those handling it. In order to maintain our current quality of life and to improve it, we need to challenge the way that we're using, discarding, and manufacturing materials today. So now let's talk about engineered wood. The particle board that make up your mass-produced furniture that fill your office and your home. According to a Bloomberg report, manufactured wood is everywhere. We make millions of cubic meters of particle board that goes into everything, from the chairs we sit in to the houses that we live in. However, there is a problem. 85% of the total mass is wood, but the remainder of that is typically synthetic resins that are first arrived from natural gas, which is a finite resource, and even worse, most manufactured wood contains urea formaldehyde, a binding agent that sounds nasty because it is. The federal government has qualified it as a known human carcinogen. Regulations to regulate formaldehyde emissions have only been put in place since 2015. So how are we faring in the United States? Well, according to an EPA report, the US produces more than 30% of the planet's total waste, notwithstanding the fact that we account for only 4% of the world's population. Unfortunately, 80% of all products that are produced in the United States are used only once and then discarded. In 2014, there was about 258 million tons of waste and over 136 million tons were landfilled. 
plastics accounted for 13%, rubber, leather, and textiles for over 9%, wood at over 6%, and glass at 4%. Only 34.6% of all household and business materials ended up recycled or composted. The rest is either disposed of at the landfill or incinerated. This total equals around 2,555 pounds of waste per American per year. 20.5% of that waste is made of durable goods like furniture and appliances, many of which could be repaired or repurposed or have their materials recycled for other uses. Many of these items contain particle boards that have synthetic resins. However, because they are made up of wood, it is considered as biomass. So let's talk about biomass. These are waste generated in primary and secondary wood product factories are biomass resources. The intended use of this biomass can be divided into energy and non-energy applications. The use of biomass for energy involves combustion to meet the energy needs of home and individual enterprises. Non-energy uses include the production of composite boards and wood pulp, land reclamation, animal bedding materials, landscaping, and agricultural mush. The remainder is sent to the landfills. Now, one would say this is great. Some of this biomass waste is being recycled. Well, let's dive a little deeper. Biomass is also unfortunately an important source of particulate emissions as well as combustion byproducts. This is particularly true when they are not incinerated correctly or under conditions of incomplete combustion. The burning of wood waste can cause serious particular matter emissions. Pollutants other than particular pollutants, particularly carbon monoxide, manganese, and organic compounds can be released in large quantities under conditions of incomplete combustion. The main drawback of biomass burning is the large amount of emissions that result from improper combustion compared to fossil fuel combustion. Therefore, to reduce emissions, waste generated during the processing of engineered panels such as NDF should be burned only in industrial locations at temperatures of about a thousand degrees Celsius. Is it happening? Because this would entail additional cost to dispose of it this way, many choose to bypass it altogether. In addition to all those threats, when garbage, including incinerator ash, break down in landfills, the resulting liquids can leach into the environment and threaten the drinking water supplies. So what are some additional consequences? As 90% of all raw materials extracted for use in the US are ultimately dumped or burned, more and more land is mined, logged and cleared for agriculture to continuously replace the, those materials. About 900 million trees are cut down for US paper and pulp mills every year thus three trees for every American each year. Knowing all this, why does it continue? Well, producers have very few direct incentives to build products to last, to make them easy to repair, 
to use less packaging or to make their goods or packaging easy to reuse, recycle, or compost. In fact, it is often beneficial for producers to make goods intended to be used once or temporarily so that consumers continually buy more. One way to not add to the waste that is created is by encouraging goods to be built to last and easy to reuse, repair, and eventually recycle and compost. Another obvious way is to not overproduce. According to experts in the furniture industry, they noted that overproduction was the first and most obvious way that companies create waste and that to tackle the problem, the best approach is to not have much inventory to begin with. Because we care about our earth, our made-to-order model tackles this problem head-on. With no stock, we do not need to worry about any unnecessary waste. We also do so not to waste any of our natural materials. It is also would be disrespectful to throw away materials that are often revered in some of our artisan cultures, such as alpaca, simply because we need to change a collection. Just as you may have heard of the term fast fashion, there's such a thing as fast furniture companies. This is a term to describe home good companies that manufacture many different styles quickly and cheaply with the intent for consumers to purchase a piece of furniture or a decorative seasonal item for a limited time and then easily dispose of it. What if we created items that didn't lend themselves to this throwaway culture, but rather that last years and decades? What if we focus on building things that lasted instead of having the intent of throwing them away after a couple of uses? At Galliatea, this is our commitment. We are building items that you will love and last for years to come. Furniture prices have dropped considerably in the last two decades compared to prices of other consumer goods, thanks to cheaper materials, economies of scale, and low wages earned by workers abroad. 30 years ago, states like Michigan and North Carolina were powerhouses of domestic furniture production. Globalization changed that. When Chinese companies began manufacturing furniture for global consumption, it changed the face of the furniture industry in the US and in the mind of the consumer. To ensure the price stays right, manufacturers have left the United States and often downgraded their materials. Most of the furniture you see here is probably produced somewhere else to cut costs with all the murky ethical issues that that implies. In China, the rate of a furniture laborer is close to $5 an hour, and in Vietnam, it's half that. Against this tide of mass-produced items created by exploited workers, Galliatea offers unique objects made with dignity by artisans that are paid for their fair market value. In addition, to encourage their community to support these generational skills to be passed on, to value those artisans and their cultural heritage, 10% of our profit goes back to these artisan community for education and infrastructure development. Why? Because not only do we care where the materials come from and how they are used, but who makes them.
while some pieces will be more expensive than the mass-produced goods that you see, you know that these are handmade using sustainable, natural, raw materials local to our artisans. There is a direct connection to the quality of workmanship, quality of materials, and technique used to fabricate it. You can drink cheap vino, but don't you enjoy a select wine so much more? We are unwilling to sacrifice the quality of production, the materials we use, and the compensation that our, that our artisans deserve. This is our continued commitment in each of our pieces.